I used to sit in the preschool in tears. All the man really has to do on the day of birth is find a good parking spot. <laughs> Dad, Dad, catch this. Boom, I've done a poo. Stop stabbing your sister. From the news desk to the nursery. Mum! This is The Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. Welcome to the 30 minutes dedicated to giving parents a voice. No interruptions, no requests to wipe bottoms, get drinks or fix homework. It's the one time of the week where we hand the mics over to the parents to get their wisdom and experience on the stories we're talking about. Today we have entrepreneur, star of Real Housewives of Sydney and mum of two girls, Nicole O'Neill. Hi Nicole, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. And Steve Willis, also known as Commando, fitness expert, formerly of The Biggest Loser, most recently seen on Survivor and Father of Four. Welcome, Steve. Hey, Siobhan, how are you? I just thought when I was saying that, no requests, no interruptions, all that, that could change because little Axel is outside and he can see, well, he's doing quite well at the moment, but if we hear a tap on the door... Yes, (laughs) so anything can be... uh Expected, I think, and I think anyone that's a parent understands that. That is completely true. So how has your week been going? So far, I I see that Axel has been very well behaved from the moment he walked in the door. Has that been your general parenting experience this week, Steve? Oh, Axel's a two-year-old, so, (laughs) no, a two-year-old reminds you of the polarities of life, the opposites. A yes can mean a no, and a no can mean a yes, and... There's a whole lot going on in the middle. Yeah, I can. Im- yes, I can imagine. And, and Nicole, how about you? Have your girls been behaving this week? They have. I've been moving house, and it's been a little bit of a, a nightmare. I can't believe the amount of things I've actually have accumulated and the clutter. But uh, they've been good, except every time I put something in their room, they go, I don't want that. And then they throw it. They want perfect rooms in the first oh, two so, days of moving house. But when they say, I don't want that, does that mean then it can go in the bin? Yeah, it means... Just to put it out of my room. So you walk oh. out, you know, the hallway is just littered with bits and pieces of the girls. Oh, Sounds like my dinner plate when I was growing <laughs> up. I don't want that on my plate. I don't want that. That's <laughs> touching that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you try and put it yeah. on someone else's or yeah. or you put it on the table. Yep. Oh, <laughs> it would have been a nightmare, <laughs> I used to pick the sultanas out of the muesli and put them between my lap on the chair and eat the muesli. The boring stuff, and then I'd have the sultanas, you know, as as a concentrate at the end. Oh, right. My husband does that. Saves the good bits to last. All right. Well, our topics today are, what is the naughtiest thing you or one of your kids have ever done? How do we help our daughters have a healthy body image? And if you had an extra 30 minutes in your day just to yourself, what would you do with it? But our first topic today is, who has the final say in the way a woman gives birth? Some people think the scariest part is coming to the hospital to have the baby. The scariest part is leaving the hospital with the baby. I gave birth without drugs. All right, how much does childbirth hurt? I'm all natural. So a video has basically gone viral about a mum who gave birth at home with only a doula present. It's called a free home birth because there were no um, qualified medical practitioners there. Now, Jessie Gotez is the woman who's seen in the giving birth in a spa with her husband at her side. There's a very curious dog looking on. Now, it's been interesting over the week. The first wave of media were quick to condemn her and other mummy bloggers saying that they're influencing their followers to choose unsafe birthing options. Jessie hit back saying that she only basically had a home birth because they live an hour away from a hospital. Her mum had a really quick birth and she was worried she was going to end up on the side of the road having a baby and she couldn't find a qualified midwife. Um, It also should 
be mentioned, she wanted a low intervention birth. Now, this is an interesting topic even in the kindling office because so far Elise and I have already thought about it (laughs) in terms of whether we think she was completely mad or if it was her right to choose. So my question for you guys is, do you think the criticism is fair because a doula isn't medically trained or does a woman have the right to choose how and where she births? Now, Steve, you're going to love that I want to go to you first because I figure with Axel only about two and a half, you're kind of closer to this whole birthing experience. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this story? Well, honestly, this is the first that I've heard of it um, because for myself, I don't really involve well, I don't really involve myself with a lot of what's going on in everyday life because I've got my life to live. I've got, uh, you know, four other lives, you know, my children and, and my partner and everything else that I've got to consider, which fills my cup up. So to ensure that there's some space um, there for all the things that, that I need to consider, I just don't get involved in a lot of Social stuff. Media. A lot yeah. of the, the, the toing and the froing. Which um, I think with, with all of this, it's, it's one thing to, to put it out there. And as I've found from having been in you know, television and, and media for a long time, you soon realize that if you put yourself out there, you're opening yourself to criticism. So if you don't want that, first and foremost, just keep to yourself. Um, and secondly, there's always going to be critics. There's always going to be people that um, perceive things to be a certain way. But let's remember, everything is subjective. Everything is always subjective. Um, and that's the only way that uh, that we can see it. And I think that's an interesting point because particularly with the fact that this is a home birth and a lot of the arguments were about home birth versus medically assisted birth, that is something, that is an argument that has been around for a long time. It seems a bit... Um, of a polarised discussion, if you mm. want to put it that way. There's no right or wrong answer when it comes to the decision to, to do what this lady did. But I think well, I would be pretty sure that she would have had medical advice throughout her pregnancy and I think they would have done all the scans to see that the umbilical cord wasn't around the baby's neck and that she was progressing as she should. Um, women have been giving birth for centuries there's stories of women who give birth in Africa on their way to work behind a tree, put the baby in a in a wrap and keep going. So I think the medical system has also made a very big deal of giving birth. And so that's the flip side to it. I don't think it is as complicated as, as, as we choose to make it. You don't need to check into a private hospital for six days, which, I mean, it is beautiful and that's the way I did it. But I don't think it's necessary if, if everything is normal. And every and we are lucky that we have medical intervention these days that we can tell if things aren't going the way they should. But we're also lucky to be able to to fix it if they're not. But you know, like she, I read the article and she was then having problems with breastfeeding and her daughter was having problems. Her, her child was having problems latching, and the child then had medical. She sought medical advice. So it's not that she's against medical advice. I'm against people who know when something's wrong and don't go to the doctor. And I think that that's wrong. And I think that that's ignorance when we have the options available to us now to to seek medical advice and to seek help. Uh, you know, there's certain religions that don't allow medical intervention, and I think that's wrong. I think that that's that's wrong, and that's not the way that that we should be living. If we if we can fix it, we should. Which is, and, and that's why people were jumping on it as well. Were saying, "Oh, she's being." Um 
frivolous. Someone said it was about her ego. And I, I think that my main sort of thing with all of this was when I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know anyone who has, is pregnant and is actually experiencing the pregnancy and understanding that there's two ways a baby can come out of your body, none of them particularly exciting in my no. perspective, <laughs> No, that you're, you're going to take the way you birth lightly. Like, yeah. I personally think that. But, you know, it, it has divided opinion. And we've got um, some comments from Facebook. Leah says, in a world where you can choose a, a safer option with a better outcome when things go to let's say crap, um, we shouldn't be applauding women who willful, willfully risk their children with these ego-driven choices. Yes, there was a time when home birth was the only option, but the mortality rate for mother and child were unacceptable by today's standards. And then Jenny wrote back to this and said, have you read anything about this woman? Another article says her hour, her labour was, from memory, 25 minutes long and she lives an hour's drive from hospital. All up, she made the best choice she was able to do. Maybe we can ask why there aren't more home birth midwives around. There are many reasons. Lack of demand is not one of them. And why small small rural birthing units are being shut down. So it's, it divides people, but I think it's worth a discussion afterwards if we can have a bit more perspective on it. Yeah, and that, as, as we've been talking about, actually having a discussion and you mentioned ego and someone talking about ego but unfortunately for a lot of us it's the ego that weighs in and um, when people start throwing the word ego around a lot of the time they're coming from their ego as well and I found you know hey I'm not a woman I've never I've never had children but I've got four children and um, I don't know the first thing what they're going through in that sense I can to a degree comprehend and you know, having been through those experiences, have a certain understanding, but I haven't lived it and breathed it in that sense. And I, I just feel that we as a society, as, as a human species, are perpetuating far too much stress and anxiety. Yes. <laughs> and um, I think a lot of that is ruinous mm. in the way in which um, we, we go about things. And as, yeah. as you were saying, Nicole, it's, um, it, it's, uh, it's natural. Yeah. She it's, did open herself up for these comments by yeah, posting it on yeah. social media. She was she she was waiting for it. I'm sure there's hundreds of other women who give birth in candlelight baths all across the world, you know, with only their husband with present. Ed playing. Yeah, maybe not even a doula, whatever yeah. it is, and they're not filming it. But, you know, the photos I saw of the husband sitting in the bath with the phone. It was there. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one because I think this one will be fun. What is the naughtiest thing you or one of your kids has ever done? Right. Okay. So don't be mad at me. Meryl, I have a confession to make. You did what? You're screwed. You cheeky little player. (laughs) This week, a little girl in America surprised her parents after she used their iPad to order about $400 worth of toys on Amazon. Apparently, her mum let her previously let her order a Barbie doll for her birthday, and then when the little girl came back and said, "Can I check the order of my status of the the ba- where is the Barbie doll?" She went on to order as many toys as she could. Now, my question is: When have you, or possibly one of your children, if you're an angel and you're a child, done something sneaky behind your parents' back, and what was the outcome? Now, Nicole, before we came on air, Nicole's going, "Ask me first," but I I wasn't going to ask you first because I have. A feeling that maybe you might have been a little bit naughty when you were younger. Oh, I'm one of four, so I'm sure as a group <laughs> effort, my sister and my brothers and I did get up to mischief. But I was thinking, my daughters, when we moved, we're moving now. But last time, when this story came up this week, when we moved into this brand new apartment that 
my husband had bought and was renovating before he was married with kids and ended up moving into this beautiful apartment on the water with uh, with two little kids under two and a wife, which this was going to be his bachelor pad. So it had fabric walls and white <laughs> carpets and this was going to be the place. First day we moved in, Nawal found the box next to my bathroom of all my spray tans <laughs> and ended up spraying the carpet. And we didn't, we didn't realise because it was a clear spray and then Two days later, there was just the whole carpet was brown. So we ended oh, up no. having to live with that carpet for three or four years as a constant reminder of, you know, <laughs> what we were dealing with at the time. And he wasn't happy. Well, yeah. I mean, it was never going to go back to being a bachelor pad. It was so, never going to be a bachelor you know, pad. That was the reminder. They were making their mark. That's it. And Neve one day took her nappy off on the fabric wall, her pooey nappy off, and just rubbed it on the wall. Oh, wow. And yeah. Neve's going, thanks, Suffice Mum. to say he wasn't happy. <laughs> So, Steve, is it you or your children that have been the naughtiest, do you think? Uh, well, if it comes to that, it's definitely me. As a, uh, as a little one, I was a complete handful. My stepdad didn't believe in hyperactivity until he met me. So, uh, yeah, he, he had a lot to, uh, to handle when it came to just dealing with myself and three other brothers, so four boys. Oh, wow. You know, mm. running amok in the house and... Uh, completely destroying everything and trying to kill each other and wow. you know, all those other things that go on. And I've got two sons. So, um, is there any, I can karma? Only am- sorry, is there any karma coming back to you now? You know, when you, yeah, I, I like, well, my eldest Brianna, she's at uni, you know, she's doing all right. She's kind of doing her thing. Ella is, she's a little angel. Um, <laughs> she's 10 years old, but I, I definitely feel like it's coming. Um, in her teens, Jack, he's seven, and um, there's a bit of karma coming back to me for, uh, I guess, my my childhood. And uh, Axel, who's who's two, I'm just like, oh my Waiting god, this it. this kid is a wrecking ball. He's uh, I think he's divine. Oh, he, he is so quietly. He, he is, but he's just he's just rough. Like I caught him this morning. Like, not that it's a bad thing, but he, he, he uses the lounge room as an obstacle course and things like oh. that. And he was throwing the ball across the house. And then he was running up, jumping on the lounge and, like, vaulting the lounge. So, <laughs> up over the back. He's and, a very uh, tall two-year-old, I must yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's just like... He looks very strong. and art- Well, you should see what he does. Yeah. Like, I know this isn't a naughty... But, uh, and I can't think of, like, like super naughty things. No. But um, he'll hang off the the end of a lounge chair on the arm and like prop himself up as though you would be pushing up on a bar like, like a, in gymnastics like a gymnast like a gymnast um, but then holes. he'll do then he'll just do like leg up like a leg extension out to the back <laughs> like he's and he'll, he'll go both legs up and oh then uh God. and then he'll like Does um, it, do, do you like and michelle a, do that do you just like walk around the house no, balancing, yeah exercising you'll, you'll um You'll see him, mm. and I'll look at the time, and then I'll come back later, and he's still going, and he's bathed in sweat, <laughs> and it's no word of a lie. It's it's half an hour later, and Why he's he so still strong? going. And do you know how he started out? How? He started out with a with a little ball, yep. and when he was really little, and he rolled over the ball, and he was in like a, a push up position with the ball at his hips, just doing leg extensions, like <laughs> squeezing. He must really enjoy squeezing his legs and his backside, like and keeping. Engaging can I, can his I, core, can, can and I'm I, like, "There's that that that's 
that's constitution. Yeah, that is, there's, oh, there, there's yeah, his mother his and his parents. father yeah. expressing nurture themselves. Nurture versus nature. Him. You could just see. Yeah, yeah. we did a uh, a while back. Steve came and did a, a kind of fitness video for dad. Dad's with my husband and my children. And can I just say, <laughs> Axel wasn't born then. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Oh, so I'm glad he again. wasn't there because my kids are just like, oh, <laughs> they're running everywhere. Well, no I, stroke. Cool I've, been, I've been looking after him, and I've kind of completely changed the subject. But, That's um, quite right. Looking after him this week, and we've been down south, so it's just been Axel and myself, and it's a little hard to get a workout in. So I've just been doing some bodyweight stuff in the house, and I was doing bench like, lifting, Axel, like yeah. a modified burpee and things like that. And he's like, "Daddy, I'll do some with you." Aww. And he was there doing burpees, and it's just that. like. Yeah. I can see Axel doing a toddler fitness video. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, don't don't let Ella hear that because. <laughs> She's, She's been wanting it. to do it forever. Oh, yeah, can I have a YouTube no. channel? They can do it can together. Do this? Yes, I know, I know, but man, this. Yeah, because yeah, isn't, isn't she also a, a bit of a oh, she master? does everything. Is, is it oh, wow. martial arts that she? Oh no, no, she's dancing. Uh, well, she was into gymnastics and doing CrossFit and things like that, and uh, she's into her dancing now and. Uh, any parent that's got <gasps> yeah. a daughter Dancing. or even a son that dances, it is absolutely full on. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. do your girls dance? They did. Oh. We've we've done all the dancing, the jazz, and the tap, yes. and the ballet. And, and, she, the, and these dancing schools are very serious. Like, oh, oh yes. And yes. It, the, Darcy's only just too, started yeah. doing very. ballet this year, and I've already and I enrolled her in this place because I was told they didn't do Christmas concerts, Concert. oh. <laughs> and then I just found out. Yeah that I had to pay for her outfit for yep. the end of year Christmas yeah. concert. I'm like, I don't even know if she's going to make it through the next term. So. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the Christmas concert's the big thing. But yeah. aren't they like... Ballet's, ballet's like owning a boat. <laughs> Honestly, you <laughs> got to put a lot of money into it <laughs> yeah. and you, you just look at it, it and go, yeah. where's it all gone? And then they get on the stage out. and they just look and they just look at <laughs> yeah. you and then they want to wave to you and then they go back again. And, and you're like, all of that off. for that? I paid for a year of ballet lessons and the Christmas concert for that? Well, that's karma for me because I used to do dance and my <laughs> mum used to drive me about 30 minutes for a whole day of dance classes. But this was when I was 16. Wow. And I only stopped during high school because I had to study. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, do you my still poor dance? mother. You know, funny story, I did when I was in my 20s yeah. and there are very embarrassing DVDs yeah. Uh, but my the, the concert thing, my husband had to come and sit through a concert. They made us do concerts in our 20s. Wow. And he was like, that is it. Next cricket game, next AFL game, you're coming with me. I had to sit through seven versions of the same song. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it was a Bollywood school as well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that would be <laughs> he loves fun. me, doesn't he? I'd love to see the video of that. <laughs> Bollywood dancing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. We have completely gone off topic. Yes, I'm blaming that's, you, that's Steve. My fault. That is totally your fault. Uh, you're listening to the Parent Panel on Kindling Conversation. I'm Siobhan Hunt. My guests today are Nicole O'Neill, entrepreneur and star of Real Housewives of Sydney, and Steve Willis, otherwise known as Commando, fitness expert, formerly of The Biggest Loser, and most recently seen on Survivor. Up next, how do we help our daughters have a healthy body image? My body, my rules. I hate my body. I hate my body. I hate my body. I hate my body. I want my body back right now. You are so incredibly beautiful. This is my body. You can't love yourself. How in the hell are you going to love somebody else? 
This week on Four Corners, a little bit different from RuPaul, Four Corners, but anyway, they exposed the danger of cosmetic surgery in Australia. So basically they were documenting how many unqualified doctors, so they're GPs but not specialists in cosmetic surgery, are operating on women. Um, I'm not sure how many people watched it. It was absolutely horrifying. Apart from the damage that can be done to women from these surgeries by inexperienced surgeons, there were also um, quite a few young women around 20 years old, Instagram women, famous on Instagram, I should say, who are getting Botox, lip fillers, and my least favorite description in the world, a Brazilian bum lift. (laughs) I just, oh, anyway, um, the women that were talking, these young women made it sound like cosmetic surgery was normal for girls as young as 18. And one even said that if they were younger than 18 and wanted surgery, they'd ask their parents for permission. Um, Steve, I'm just wondering how you think maybe, uh, do you think that Instagram is to blame for these sort of attitudes towards body image? Cause that's, it's a huge oh, thing. I don't think anyone's to blame. It's, it's a status quo thing. A, you know, we, we, we are all responsible. Ultimately. But I don't, I don't know many, I don't see many women with these massive butts. <laughs> I see them on Instagram, you know, that whole idea of it's, the Kardashians. I, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's just Instagram or social media. I think it's also TV. Reality TV has become such a huge thing all around the world. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it shows any, anyone that anyone can be famous. And and I think that's the same with social media or Instagram, for example. It's just it's you can become a model on Instagram because you haven't been able to make it in real life. Um, you can become anything, and there's something there's this whole uh, there's this whole thing that we put on on in society that we put on these people that you know if you've got so many likes or so many followers, oh you're connected or you 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 know people or you know she must be very successful because she's she's doing so well on social media and we all are guilty of it and we all follow people and say oh my god that person has so many followers oh my god I better follow them or and I think that that's what as a society we're placing the importance on or all reality TV. People, you know, anyone can be a star. Look at MasterChef, look at Survivor, look at Housewives, look at First Dates, look at Bachelor. All these women and, and, and men are becoming instantly famous and they're trying for, to hold on to that 15 minutes for as long as they possibly can and they're doing that through their social media and then obviously through other things. And a lot of the time people want to shock and they do things to go above right. and beyond, but I think everyone's starting to look the same. Yeah, and, and that you, you pretty much... <laughs> hit the nail. On the hit head. the nail on the head with where I was going with the whole societal thing, and and we're all responsible in that sense. And you know, we like these things, we support, and we perpetuate these behaviours because that's what it is. It's behaviour, it's habit. And um, if we condone something and we say that that's acceptable, although it might be acceptable to a certain degree, doesn't mean that it's a wrong perception. But if you, for example, if we think about it in context of our daughters and the influence that Mm -hmm. social media might have on them, like Mm -hmm. I've, I don't follow the Kardashians on Instagram. It's not really the thing that I'm into seeing, but that doesn't mean my kids won't. So what, what's your perspective on that? And and, and when they're there going, I'm going in to get lip filler or. Yeah. It's funny because I said to my daughter the other day, who's 13, we were talking about idols and, and who people look forward to and, and the, the Kardashians did come up. And I said to I said to Noelle, you know what? Good on them. They have done incredibly well as a, as a family and individually. I said, but you've got to see it as the on the business side. 
Um, don't look at them for don't look at them for the they for the way they look. Look at them for what they've achieved in terms of success. They had nothing, and they were able to form this empire out of of. So take the positive out of things, and you know whether whatever whatever aspect that you see in social media. Look at that girl. Yes, she's had her lips done and her nose done and whatever, but that doesn't make her a better person either. And that's it's very hard to explain to a 12 and a 13-year-old that it's not about how you look, it's about what you do with what you have. Well, that's but that's unfortunately again in a societal sense in in, in what we condone or perceive as humans is most important is very superficial. Very. It's the aesthetic, it's the surface layers and unfortunately we promote that for happiness and joy and satisfaction and and, and and acceptance and all of these other things that we need to do something external to ourselves to be accepted. And unfort and, and, and the message for me, I've got two daughters, I've got two sons, is having a relationship with yourself. And unfortunately majority of the people walking this earth do not know themselves. And, and they, you, they they buy into that's it. They, they think it's a quick solution. They or buy be into yeah. They buy they into what is considered the norm at that point in history, regardless of where we. All right. Uh, well, what are what are your solutions to sort of dealing with this with your kids? Well, can I just share a little story? Yeah. Love so it. the other day, I was taking Jack and Ella home. Jack and Ella don't don't live with us. And Axel, Jack and Ella were getting in the car, and Axel said to Michelle. Um, Mummy, I'm very sad. And Michelle was, why are you sad, mate? And um, she said, he said, uh, oh, because Jack and Ella are leaving and it makes me sad. And Michelle was, that's okay, Axel. You can be sad. Be sad. Be with your sadness. You know, rather than you see and you hear a lot, don't be sad. It's not okay to be sad. Here's a TV screen. Here's some food. Here's something else to distract you from yourself, which just suppresses and we we become we become more and more disconnected from who we are now to have a conversation with a 2 year old like that and as they grow up imagine where he's going to be at at 10 and his connection and he'll see a lot of this stuff going on and go that's just folly it's much like a dog chasing its tail we laugh at the dog chasing its tail yet unfortunately as humans we do it more than the dog does and it's not until we get older that we recognize that a lot of what we've done with our lives is just is silliness Mm, and, especially um, if you get and, a Brazilian butt lift. Yeah, but but, but to connect with <laughs> ourselves, I don't know how that is even possible. like to connect yeah. with ourselves yeah. and to and to be the person that we are and, the, and accept the way in which we look. That's that's who we are. But also to understand our feelings, to also understand our emotions. And so many people are scared of themselves, and we just continually perpetuate fear. What about you, Nicole? Um, how would you? I struggle you? with it because I have two daughters who are in that teenage. Um, you know, age group, and they're starting to change, and and the way they look is starting to matter where it's never has before. And while I want to encourage it, I also want to discourage it. My girls are both fencers and both very busy with with their school sport and their sport, and they're also very busy with after school activities. And I'm trying to raise two daughters who are well rounded. So as much as I focus on 
their academics and their sport. Yes, there's focus on the way they look, but in positive ways. Like, you know, I exercise to feel good, not to look good, but to feel good. And I say the same to them. Like, you exercise to feel good. You eat good food to feel good and nurture your body. And so you can able to play the sports and do well in your exams and things like that. So, you know, it's very hard because I'll sit down with them at the table and I'll have a, a bowl of pasta for dinner. Those two girls have been fencing the whole afternoon or all Saturday and, you know, they can have a carbs and we can have pizzas and we can have treats and sweets, but everything's in moderation. And it's also very hard. I try to keep them off social media. Um, and I think that that's been a, a huge help keeping them off. Um, I think that you see a lot through social media, but if you stop social media, they'll see it on TV. Or if you stop, you know, something, they'll see it somewhere else. So it's about educating them. And moderation, I guess. Moderation. All right. Well, our final topic in just a moment, what would you do with an extra 30 minutes in your day? We're up against the clock. There's not enough time in the day. I just wish we had more time. Nicole, Steve, you strike me as fairly busy people. What would you do with an extra 30 minutes in your day, Nicole? It really depends on the day, but I'd probably, I love baking um, and I'd probably to go home and bake for 30 minutes and just be in the kitchen and... Oh, yeah. fabulous. What kind of things do you bake? Oh, different things. Today I'm going to go home and bake chocolate brownies. <laughs> so I'm very excited to test out my new kitchen. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. And then eat the batter. <laughs> That's the best thing. <laughs> I did see that yeah. in the profile. Like, we always are fighting over who's going to lick the, the whisk. I know, I love the batter thing. too. Chocolate chip cookie dough is the best. Oh my goodness. Oh. How about you, Steve? What would you do with an extra 30 minutes in For your me, day? For me, it's emptying the cup. And I guess I don't need an extra 30 minutes because... My my job is living life. It's that it's not a job. I'm 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 human, like you know the rest of us that uh, are humans, and it's our interactions with ourselves and and with others and with nature. And to empty the cup, you know, to sit, to meditate, to breathe, and to just be still. Because if you look at yin and yang, again, the polarities of things. Yeah, yang is the masculine traits within us, and and yin is the feminine. Um, traits and qualities, we are perpetuating yang. It's compulsive. It's outward moving. It's always having to do something. And yet we talk about balance. Well, how do we balance polarities and bring the needle into the middle? It's a little yin. It's It's doing nothing. But a lot of people, if you take the word disease and hyphenate it, dis-ease. When we become uncomfortable doing nothing, we have to reach for something. We have to do something. You don't. Just sit and be. I, what a what a profound way to end the parent yeah. panel. That's great. Well, Steve and Nicole, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you. That was Nicole O'Neill, entrepreneur and star of Real Housewives of Sydney, and Steve Willis, otherwise known as Commando, fitness expert, formerly of The Biggest Loser, and most recently seen on Survivor. You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review and share it with your friends. The Parent Panel, new episodes every Friday.